everyone. This is Sharif Colbert, a.k.a. Life Coach ATL. Welcome to the You Are Dope podcast, where I am hoping to uplift, encourage, and enlighten while also having a little bit of fun. My podcast will be airing every other week, so please do check me out. Also, don't forget to be good to yourself, love on yourself, because you are a gift to the world. And remember, you are dope. going on you already know who it is Sharif Colbert today I got my very special guest again my daughter Miss Taylor Renee Colbert yo today we are talking about breaking cycles all right so what happens when you actually break a cycle and the cycles that you broke for the people that you broke them for they want to revisit those cycles they want to revisit that like what do you do what's your reaction so this podcast today man is like for foster kids is for adopted kids is for foster parents is for adopted parents because it's a conversation that I think that people should have and this is a conversation that my daughter and I had um, that I think was pretty dope and I want to help y'all uh, tune into it so here we go T so what's up baby girl talk, talk to the people hey everybody I'm doing great I just have to go back to work later so you know but I'm doing great hey all righty then. Um, anyway, so <laughs> recently you have uh, talked, and I think that there's something in the atmosphere right now because I've been watching like a bunch of shows about um, adoptive kids and people that want to like get in touch with their families. And then just recently you actually came to me and you talked to me about it. For those of you don't, that don't know, I was adopted when I was about 11 years old. Um, I knew I had the pleasure and the non-pleasure of knowing my biological family and you know, as of recently, Taylor has wanted to reach out to my biological on my mom's side. So tell the people why you wanted to do that. What's up? Um, so just recently, I've just been feeling like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. Um, I've been to, well, so actually I went to my boyfriend's family reunion recently. And, you know, I was just thinking, I really want to know, you know, my background, what I, who I look like. I might not only look like my dad, but... I am pretty a little light, right? So I want to see if I got that from anybody else in the family <laughs> um, where I get my eyes from. So there's a whole bunch of stuff I was I had questions about and I wanted to know more. Um, yeah. All right. So the caveat to this is, well, first of all, be careful of the things that you wish for because you don't know what you're going to get. I say that because I did Ancestry.com a couple years ago. And I'm thinking this whole time, I'm like, yo, I'm Indian. I got Indian in my family. Yo, this good hair, that's that Indian, blah, 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 blah. It's not Indian. <laughs> it's not Indian. I got like 1% of Indian in me. And then the rest is white. And I mean, white, white. I'm not even talking about, like, I can't even pass. No, it's it's like Irish white. Like, it's white, 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 white. <laughs> so I was quite shocked to see that and to, like, read that. So, you know, again, be careful what you ask for because you never know what you're going to get. We also have family members that have, like, actually done ancestry.com and have um, found out some pretty traumatic things that they were like, oh, snap, I didn't realize that that was going to happen or I didn't realize that this person wasn't who they said that they were. So it's a lot of things that like, could actually happen. So, you know, I guess, you know, to give the people a little bit more uh, in depth of what the situation is, is that, man, my childhood was tumultuous. Like it was really, 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 really bad growing up. And so all my life, I tried to protect my kids from that, you know, from growing up in an unstable environment. And 
you know, I actually did write a book and the book is called So My Kids Don't Have To, which you read, Taylor. So after reading that book, I'm just curious, like, what made you still say, yo, I really still want to meet these people? <laughs> um, yeah, that book was a lot. Um, I mean, it did take me almost, almost over a decade to actually start like, hey, Pops, even bringing it up. Um, but I think. Like, why? I, I mean, again, I wanted, I just, I sounds kind of selfish, but I just wanted to know, like, my family or the rest of my family. Because I really, I love my Colbert family with all of my heart. That's my last name. I'm going to wear it proudly. But I do know that there's other family members that I know of or that I don't know. There's other people that I would like to connect with. Um, hopefully, they're little generations removed from the BS that was going on. But, you know, there's still some stuff that, follows your generations through generations. So I don't know. It was just on a whim. I want to know who my family is. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I can't find, I mean, at first, when you first asked me about it, I was just a little shocked. Um, I, it wasn't like I was like, no, but it was just like, yo, I spent all my life trying to get away from that and trying to get away from them. And the reason being is because, man, like I said, I mean, it was, it was very tumultuous. It was lots of uh, mental abuse. Um, there was lots of physical abuse. Um, there was some sexual abuse. There was just lots of abuse that went on with that side of the family. Lots of things that I witnessed firsthand. Uh, lots of things that were done to me firsthand. So again, it was just my job always to just be the protector and to protect you and your siblings from that because I never wanted you to go through any of the stuff that I went through. So I spent my entire life you know, again, protecting you and saying like, nah, y'all not going to grow up like this. I'm not going to have that. It's not, it's not going to happen. So the easiest thing for me to do was just disconnect myself totally from that side of the family. Um, like totally <laughs> disconnect. It's just the easiest thing for me to do to just say, Hey, look, these are my boundaries. You all keep crossing these boundaries. I'm not a little boy anymore. So just leave me alone. Just like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. So does that scare you a little bit? Um, I, I mean, at first when I was, you didn't want us around your family members. I was, I kind of felt kind of angry because I was like, well, you're not really giving us a choice in the beginning. Or that's how it felt like. We didn't really have a choice. Like, listen, they're crazy. We're going to stay weird from them. Like it is what it is. But like, I'm sorry. What was the original question? It was just like, how did you feel like that you didn't have um, that you didn't have any contact with them? Like that I was kind of keeping you from them. How did you feel about that? Oh, yeah. So I was a little angry at first. But then after a while, even my older brother brought this up. You're very big on family. So for you to like not want to be involved or anything was a big red flag. So just knowing that and then understanding that as a person or as an adult, you need to create boundaries for yourself. Um, I understood why you had those boundaries up in place um, and why you tried to protect us. But I feel like after a certain age, like you can only shelter us from so much, you know, and then when you get on social media and we start connecting with other people and then you're like, oh, you're my cousin. And it's like, oh, oh my God. So it's just, I don't know. I think I understand. At first I was a little angry again, but now I understand like it was I don't think I ever knew that you were angry. I knew that you always wanted, I think that you always had this missing piece. Um, let me ask you this. So I know that you went to your aunt first and you talked to her and you asked her about it, like how I would feel. And then I know that you went to your brother and then you're like, yo, how would pops feel? Like, 
what was it that you couldn't come to me and say, hey, Pops, this is what I want to do. I want to reach out to the side of the family. Um, I just didn't know if it would trigger you or... Trigger, damn it, I'm triggered! <laughs> Whoa. Sorry for the headphone users out there. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, I didn't want him to get like super, super triggered or like anything like that or say anything off or bring any bad memories. Because we... You barely like going to love my Alaska family to death, but you barely like going to Fairbanks because of the memories that you have. So with me asking and potentially connecting with family members that you've removed yourself from, I didn't want to bring up any past memories or any past, you know, of like, this is why I don't want to be around them, you know? So I just wanted to avoid that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sorry that you had to, that you that you felt like that because I've always tried to create an environment for you and your siblings that y'all could ask me anything. Like you guys could talk to me and you can ask me and talk to me about anything. So for you to feel like, oh, I might trigger him. You know, I, I apologize to you because that's not what I wanted to create. You know, I just okay, wanted to apologize for it because that's your boundary. It was just like, I don't know if he would be cool with this, you know, because you just removed yourself. So. so at the end of the day, here's how I feel. I really appreciate the fact that you being 21 years old, you had the respect for me to come to me and you asked, you asked me like, how do I feel about it? And when you asked me, what was my response to you? Um, you're like, I'm all for it. Well, for me, you're all for it for me. But you were like, oh, well, should I tell them like verbatim what you said? <laughs> tell the people what I said. Shoot, you're like, basically, you know, go ahead. Just not give people my number. And I was like, okay, I got you. So, I mean, I can do that. And I just didn't want to go in. They're like, oh, how's your dad? I want to speak to him. And I'm like, here, here's his number. Here's his email. And here's his Facebook. Yeah, but, don't yeah. do that. I'm glad I spoke to you before. You laid out some ground rules. We're not even that ground, just that one. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, I feel like this. I feel like you're 21 years old. You, you, you know what the history is. Um, about about my family on on my mom's side. Let me just be honest with you. It wasn't very good, you know. And even as an adult, I even tried to like reach out to like some of my adult cousins, and it was still craziness. Like I had one cousin that my brother he was literally going through cancer. Like we had just found out that he is going through cancer, and you know she kept trying to reach out to me and i was just really really busy like emotionally drained and stuff like that so i hadn't responded back to her and then one day she just sent me this crazy message on facebook and was just like going in and i'm like yo my brother like has cancer like we just found out and we're trying to you know be there to support him i'm sorry that i wasn't able to get you you know this heifer blocked me <laughs> i was like wait hey. <laughs> and so that was just another mental check no like nope this is exactly why I decided to not be bothered with them, this side of the family. <laughs> but I say that to say oh, that that's my experience. You know what I mean? Like that was my experience with my family. And just because that was my experience, it doesn't mean that it's going to be your experience. And I want you to know that I'm fully here to support you and whatever it is that you decide, if you decide that you want to reach out to them, I won't be involved in that because I needed to remove myself from that, but I'll be there to support you through it all. Like if you decide that that's what you want to do and your expectations are high, which I don't think they should set any expectations, but if you have expectations and they break those expectations, I'm going to be there to 
hold you and hug you and kiss on you and love on you and just tell you it's going to be all right. And if you decide that you want to reach out to them and it's a phenomenal relationship that you have with them, I'm going to be there to support that too. So no matter what it is that you do, whatever it is that you decide, I want you to know that I'm here to support you. And I'm not angry that you want to reach out to them. Like I understand. I really, 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 and truly understand because there's nothing like going to the doctor and not knowing your family history. You know what I mean? Like when I go to the doctor sometimes and they ask me certain questions like, does cancer run in your family? I don't know. I don't know. Your family? I don't know. So it's nothing like, like that. So I get it. I understand. Um, I, I just want to protect you. You said why not? Question. Um, so do you know, or so you said, you, well, you were talking a lot about your mom's family, but like in terms of your dad's family, have you spoken to them or reaching out to them? Like, Yes, I have. They're not, they, they, they're cool. They're cool. They kind of like leave it in my, you know, leave the ball in my hands. Um, you know, I've reached out. You've actually met one of my aunties. Um, actually, no, she's from my mom's family. I take that back. I feel like oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I have a couple of aunties that I, that have reached out to me on my dad's side. And then I have cousins that are from Alaska that live in Alaska that are from my dad's side that are hella, hella cool. Like we're like, I grew up with them. Like my auntie, I call her my aunt, but she's really my cousin, but um, I grew up with them. So now nah, that side of the family, yeah, there's some, some, some shit with every family, but, <laughs> but they're cool though. They're like, they're really, they're good people. Um, my dad's immediate family though, they've took me through the ringer too, man. Like they took me to the ringer. I mean, and when I say took me to the ringer, I mean, and this is one of the things that I don't know. I'm a little bit all over the place, but this is one of the things that I actually talked to my dad about just yesterday. And what happened was, is that when I got adopted, my parents still allowed my mother to be involved um, in my life. And that was the wrong move. Like it was the wrong move. And my dad said that he had actually a regret because of, because of that. And it's just because there was so much of the alcohol abuse and so much of the stuff that she was going through that she would like constantly tell me that I'm going to get you back. And then I had aunties and uncles that were constantly telling me that, oh yeah, your mom's going to get you back. Don't let them folks adopt you. And then on my dad's side, to bring it home, on my dad's side, I had a grandmother that was like, yeah, don't let them folks adopt you. You need to do this. So imagine being 12 and 13 years old, like living with that, like every single day, every day. Like I had to go through that. So I was just emotionally jacked up. So that's one of the things that I didn't want you to go through. And that was my experience with my mother's side of the family and my father's side of the family. So does that make sense? Did I bring it home? I never, I never heard that story or heard or even thought about how grandma and grandpa Colbert would feel about it. Yeah. You know, they surprisingly enough, my dad, what my dad said to me, he was just like, we didn't know what you needed. You know, so we thought that that was the best thing to do for you because we thought that you needed her. And at the end of the day, I needed them to protect me from that. But nobody knew that in that in the process, because I think I was the first kid that they ever adopted. So mm -hmm. I was kind of like the guinea pig a little bit. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they kind of learned as they went on. But, yeah, they my dad, like I said, I just talked to him like two days ago. And he was like, man, that's one of the things I regret. I regret letting your mothers be involved with you guys when you guys were still developing and growing up. Because it was hell. It was a lot. It was a lot. But hey, you know what? Again, if you want to do it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so at the end of the day, like I told you, baby girl, I support you. Um, I, I think this is going to be a new journey for you. I think this is going to be a good experience. Um, I think that I've equipped you with everything that you need in this world. And again, I got your back no matter what. So how you feel knowing that? 
great. Stop <laughs> watching because I'm going to text y'all right now. <laughs> All right, yo, today, man, we tackled a tough subject. I really hope that this actually is able to reach people. The purpose of us doing this podcast, this father-daughter podcast, which is now turning into, it's just so that you can like have a good connection with your kids, man. Like having these open dialogue, these open conversations that may be tough for people. We want to make sure that we tackle that. So we're going to keep on doing this. We're going to keep on loving each other. We're going to keep on being good to each other. I sincerely and truly hope that you got something out of this podcast. Before I break out with the you are dope part, I do want to tell you that if you or you know somebody that you feel is dope or doing great things in the community, I want to have a conversation. You can email me at Sharif at lifecoachatl.com and in the subject line, just put guest. And say that you want to be a guest. I've gotten actually a few people that actually want to be a guest on the podcast. But right now, I haven't nailed it down. But, yo, if you want to become a guest on here, if you have some people that you think are dope, please don't hesitate to reach out to Sharif at lifecoachatl.com. In the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself. Be dope because you are. Be a blessing to the world because you are. And love on yourself. All right. Till next time, I'll let you. to the You Are Dope podcast. In the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself because you are dope.